Hello and welcome to another episode of the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend Colin Cox. How are you doing today? John, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thank you. Good. See what you did there, you turned it around on me. That's an interesting way to start. <laughs> so what we watched today is what I can only describe as Series 4, Episode 15 of Third Rock from the Sun. Not 30 Rock. Not 30 Rock. This okay. is Third Rock. This is a different different kettle of fish altogether. Now, I've not watched Third Rock from the Sun in years. No, nope. not me. Um, I remember it used to be on, I think it was BBC Two around tea time. Probably. I think that was when they couldn't afford the Simpsons anymore. Yeah, or before, even before that. I think it was it'd be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, Third Rock from the Sun kind of time. Yeah, I, I used to quite like the show back in the day. Now, not so much. It opened up with a jazz hit. Yes, a jazz hit. <laughs> a jazz hit, which is, for those familiar with um, orchestral hits, it's kind of that, but imagine that with jazz kind of trumpets, trombones, all those kind of... It doesn't matter what key you press, it'll always come out the same. It started off with a filthy noise, some weird graphics of things bouncing off the, the earth, and immediately we're in a gym. I saw Sally, and my first question was, well, it's more of a statement. I said, I can't remember whether or not I used to think she was attractive. And uh, you cut me straight off there, and yeah, (laughs) I can see that now. But I was young. Hey, I mean, you know, we've, um, it's it's that whole thing of, you know, body-wise, you know, not bad at all. Um, The face looks just like... So, you know one of those stress balls that you get that you kind of batter around a bit and squash and squeeze and it just looks a bit kind of squidgy? <laughs> it, was, it was a bit like that. So let's steal one from the Vis Profanosaurus then. She can be described as a Bob Fock. That's B-O-B-F-O-C, which is Body of Baywatch, Face of Crime Watch. There we go. So, yeah, so we've, we've got... So, evidently she's going out with some fat police guy who's a bit of a um, geeky Chief Wigan type character. Yes. Didn't get his name. But I can't understand how that person gets to be in the police service. Yeah, well, it's it's um, America. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they've got different criteria to get in. Possibly. So. Yeah. So they so they go into the gym and he's he's saying uh, this is where all the police come and and work out and you know they sweat on a regular basis on a day by day basis. There's a joke. It goes. Oh, but I've never been here before. I thought that was quite a good joke. You know, because he's fat. Because he's fat. And um, he's, he's going on about this new recruit and how great this new recruit is. And, uh, you know, he keeps singing the praises of this new recruit, this new rookie. And then strong, yes. strongest, <laughs> most talented new rookie they've had in a long time. You've got Sally, who's basically, she wants to just challenge everyone to a fight. Yeah, yeah. But I think the impression is, is this is going to be some big guy who's going to come out. And it's not. It's China. The you one know. from um, Backdoor into China fame. Yes, yes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Are we reviewing that at some point? Um, I don't know. Could it be classed as acting? <laughs> she might be. She might be performing, <laughs> and she might be performing acts. But I don't know whether it's described <laughs> as acting. Um, and I, to be honest, I really don't want to see that. <laughs> no. To be honest, at least not with you. <laughs> China's introduced, and this is. I think this was probably about nineteen ninety nine, and she's pretty ripped. Yeah, but say. she's also lovely. She's yeah, she's character wise, she's uh yes. She's um, what's the word? Very um, genteel. Genteel, yeah, I think that's a very, very apt oh, description. Like a gentle giant. Hmm. And um there's a character 
who's with them called Harry. Who's, oh God, that thing! Yeah, who um, he really likes Janice. That's he her does. name. She's Janice, the police lady. This Harry. Or should it be Hammy? Oh, he was annoying all the way through. Any time he was in the program, I wanted to punch him. Mm. He he's he had a face. He had a, um, a voice, a voice, and just a kind of general air of punchability. He was American Dad before American Dad was cool. He was just the worst. Every every character off that that isn't the police person. Yeah, he was just very, um, just I don't know. It was, I mean, yeah, perhaps it just kind of fits into his character, but uh, it was very infuriating. And whoever um, came up with that character should be shot. Uh, it wasn't that bad a program but he just dragged it down every scene that had him in it just made me want to punch your tv (laughs) (laughs) well um let's yeah let's not do that because otherwise this will uh, ruin the podcast well won't be able to watch episodes in future weeks you know we've got this set up then harry likes janice sally's threatened by her and it cuts to the credits which are bad computer graphics of space with what can I describe as kind of swing rock and roll music. Sort of surfer music. Oh, just the worst. And then, again, finish with a jazz hit. <laughs> a horrible noise. Ah! Yeah, make a lesser man's bowels collapse <laughs> and poo where he was sat. We then cut into the show and we've got... I don't know who they are. There's basically some yeah some geeks sat around a computer screen. I think they're just regular sidekick characters. Yeah. Again, it's this thing again. If we'd, if we'd watched... The whole series building up, maybe it'd make more sense, but they just seemed like geeks at a computer, and they were there bragging about how much money they were making on and, the stock um, market. Love interest of um, Richard Lithgow, man, alien thing. Yeah, Dick. Dick. His name is. Oh, that's clever because his real name in real life is Richard, so it means that it's slightly different from his real name. But it's it doesn't when he's reading it in his script, it's not as difficult for him to memorize. Yeah, and and the thing is as well, it's um, you know when you get kind of weirded out when you see see people out of context, see people in you know completely different roles. This guy, my two reference points for him are he's a dad from Bigfoot and the Hendersons, <laughs> and the dark, disturbing Trinity serial killer from Dexter. I don't, you've not watched Dexter, have you? Uh, no, I've seen bits and just wasn't for me. Yeah, it was. It got really bad, but that series, he is excellent in that series. He's very good. That made it That made it kind of a bit creepy in a way. Um, gave a new dimension to his character, which I don't think was intended at the time this was made. Dick, for some reason, he decides he, he's, you know, he's not going to be outdone by these people and kind of starts boasting about how much money he's made off the stock market and says, oh, well, you know, I've, I've made so much money that I've just uh, booked six days in, in Cancun, which is a lie. And uh, his girlfriend, Mary, who's, if I remember rightly, now this is going back, I think that her role is that she's a teacher or a head teacher, maybe? She's certainly someone. Yeah, she's certainly a character I, I in mean, this programme. I mean, what does um, Dick do? Well, um, he was wearing a suit. Yeah. And and he ends up... I don't want to give give the game away for what he ends up doing, so... Um, <laughs> He does, let's say, have an executive role. What is it? Mary's all over him, and she's like, "Oh, fantastic! Six days in Cancun." He's like, "Yeah, four days in Cancun." <laughs> she's like, "I thought you said six. He's like, "Yeah, three days in Cancun." That was funny. 
That was, that was, you know, a good line. End of the scene. And between each of the scenes, remember there's a bad graphic of maybe planets, a bit like a pinball machine with things bouncing around and a jazz hit. It's, um, oh, it's not always a jazz hit. It could just be a little bit of um, like saxophone a, music. Yeah, or, or even like a, a guitar flourish where it goes... Yeah. Like, like in surf music. Yeah. It, they seem to do it in all American comedies. Every between scene... There'll be, like, in an episode of Friends, there'll be some saxophone music and you'll see a building from the outside for yeah. no reason. Well, it's, no, it's to set the scene as to where it is, because otherwise nobody would ever be able to tell from ah, the interiors. So on, on this, does it, is that because it's always a picture of the Earth on their crappy yes. graphics? So it's taking place on Earth. Yes, it's actually a very, very clever um, satire. Yes. Because, you know, they're... It they're, could be anywhere. Because their scale is, is the universe. <laughs> you know, they're aliens from... Far off galaxy, I assume. So yeah, we come back and Dick is there with some young lad who looks a bit like... He looks a lot like Randy Orton. He certainly does. <laughs> he looks like yeah. a 12-year-old Randy Orton. He's got the exact same face. It was absolutely creepy. It was a bit. Um, and he's kind of giving stock advice, isn't he? And um, his name's Tommy. Mm. But we found that out much later in the episode. So at this point, we just knew him as the Randy Orton guy. <laughs> and um, he's he's using the analogy of eggs and baskets, and Dick picks some eggs up, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll make lots of money if I put all the ba- all these eggs in the one basket." And he Not goes, in the one container. Oh, the one container. Sorry. And he goes, "What? You're going to put all your eggs in one basket?" He's like, "No, in one container. In one bucket. If you lose, forget about the basket. <laughs> if you lose, <laughs> what if I win? No, but if you lose, but I win." It kept kind of going backwards and forwards. Like I thought that. that was a good argument. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 the whole double-edged sword of um, throwing caution to the wind on the stock market. End of that scene, we get, again, planets, probably a saxophone noise, maybe a little surf music guitar uh, At least it's not slap bass. It's not, although, it, you know, it could easily, could easily descend into that. Next we cut to um, Sally in her attic, lifting... Uh, what was it? Weights. She's doing them. Um, she's doing curls, um, like dumbbell curls. But you look closer; they're not dumbbells; they're garden gnomes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. That was a, I didn't notice that at first. That was a, I thought that was a, that was a nice little touch, to be honest. So yeah, so so she she's doing the curls with the garden gnomes, and it ends up, you know, she she confesses to Harry that she feels a bit threatened by. Um, by Janice, you know, she she basically says something like she she thought that she was the toughest woman in Rutherford, <laughs> which is probably the name of the place they are. Yes, and um, she kind of feels what like that she needs to reassert her, her dominance or whatever, her manlyhood. Yeah, because uh, she's a warrior. Yeah, so then we get another cut. We get again planets, <laughs> <laughs> bad computer graphics in gaudy colours. And um, what I assume to be either a jazz noise or a, another surf music guitar flourish. <coughs> and um, what is it? We we cut to Dick and the boy, Tommy, there at their laptop, buying stocks. Yes. And they, they go for a company. Can you remember the name of the company, Colin? No, I forget. Eversol. Eversol. Eversol.inc. Ah. Yeah. Is there a pun in that that's gone over my head? I don't know. Okay. I did like the touch later on. We'll go back to that. But Eversol, you know, it sounds like what a, a solvent company maybe. <laughs> or... they, um, they sort of 
does press the enter key together, um, together yeah because it's a big undertaking well they buy what a hundred dollars worth of shares possibly I think, I think that was what he said so it's you know it's not really a great amount anyway um and to be honest when you take into account things like stamp duty and and brokerage fees you, you know you're going to need a kind of lot of movement in the stock price for it to even cover your costs again we get another cut it goes to the planets there's a bit of a kind of <laughs> weird graphic of planets and colours oh. and uh, a jazz hit. Maybe a, maybe a surf flourish with the guitar. There's one, actually, that I remember, one of these graphics where there was a an asteroid hurtling towards the Earth, but then the Earth sort of squidges up and moves out of the way. The asteroid goes past and then it's back to normal. And that's the sort of shit we had to put up with. Yes. By repeating this between every scene it can show you just how annoying it, it got to be honest so mm. yeah because you know i think they're meant to be just kind of throw away throw away cuts to show a transition a bit like on you know on the star wars where they have the um the big swipe <laughs> across instead of a normal cut next scene sally goes to see janice janice is at work in the police station looking very buff in her um full uniform yep and sally is there with her nipples which yes seem to point out like daggers staring they were, they were absolutely hypnotic yeah they, they were i couldn't take my eyes <laughs> off them. she challenges china to an arm wrestling match and um she starts and she goes you know after three we'll we'll start the arm wrestle First time, she moves her arm, and then China just whacks it down really quick. And then she goes, "Oh no, I meant, I meant on three. And China's being absolutely lovely about this as well. Oh, I'm sorry, did I get it wrong? But mm. I sounded a bit insincere. But China is clearly a better actor than me, and um, she sounded genuine. Oh, I, I cocked it up. Let's do that properly. So she goes, "Yeah, on, on three. So she does it again, and uh, bang. Yeah, quickly down." There's, you know, there's no kind of contest. She goes, oh, no, no, I, I must have messed it up again. And so Sally tries for a third time. And on two, she tries to knock China down. But, you know, third time, bang again. So Sally, embarrassed, runs away. Saying, don't worry, you'll get it next time sort of thing. Yeah. And China's looking a bit sheepish. Yeah. And I, I think Harry kind of makes, I don't know, did he make some weird, like, dolphin noises or... I don't know. I tried to switch off every time that little <laughs> twat was on the screen. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what what he was doing, but he was going. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand what was going on. Really don't. Next, we cut to kind of colourful planets with I don't know, like a jazz hit and kind of surf music flourish, and then we go to. Dick with Mary. See, I'm remembering the names. Yes, you're doing well. They're um, what he, he got, he's he's looking at his stocks and his stocks have gone up. I think he bought the stocks at 38 and then out to 44, which is quite a nice shift in a day. You mm. know? Um, and um, he's like, oh, you can buy <clears throat> anything you want, no matter how frivolous or overpriced. And Mary's like, oh, okay then. And then they've got one of those comic comic routines let's say, where he's looking at his, his pager. And his stock's just started to drop. Yeah, so his stock's plummeting. And um, she she's saying things like, should I buy the size 6 or size 8? He's saying, oh, God, no. Yeah, God, no. Thing. Go higher, go higher. 
All right, I'll yeah. go for the ten. Yeah, and there's all yeah. So he's moaning at his stocks, and she's um, you know requesting <laughs> that they you know should I wear the one with the mesh and all this, and he's coming back with some response about the stocks. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was vaguely amusing. It was a uh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that um, Kenneth Williams was probably turning on <laughs> his grave. For some reason, Dick insists that they buy both matching sarongs and sarongs that don't match. Yes. Didn't get that. Don't know why. I think I think it was meant to be funny, maybe. So that fucking little shit Harry is supposed <laughs> to be funny as well. <laughs> Colin, this is meant to be a family show. God. So is that bloody little... Something it's beginning okay. with C. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Is Third Rock from the Sun supposed to be a family shop? Because it's making me swear a lot. <laughs> we get colourful planets and um, what, what I assume to be kind of jazz hit, maybe a bit of a surf music flourish. Yes. To mark the next scene that comes along. <laughs> and the next scene is um, the Randy Orton kid, Tommy, drowning his sorrows in a bar. How old How old was this kid meant to be? I put him about 16. Yeah, I thought he was quite young. For some reason, the... Other stock people are on the table next to them. And um, Dick starts talking to Tommy and goes, oh, you know, what? Well, why did our stocks go down? And he goes, oh, it's because of rumours. You know, with rumours you can you can turn a, um, what is it, high school sweetheart into a whore in moments. And he's saying that there's, there's rumours about, what was it, bad financial... Overspending. Overspending, that was it. Bad financial management at this company. And they're like, oh, well, can't we just, you know, start our own rumours? So they start talking really loud about how Eversol make toasters and that they're expanding into the Chinese market. <laughs> that rice is in the past and now it's all about toast. It's all about toast. He's gradually leaning back until he's um, more or less kissing one of, the, <laughs> one of the guys from the stock market. Well, you know, one of the people he was... Yes. There's a good line from um, the woman there as well where she said, I'm not going to buy any shares in any company that I know something about. Yeah. I liked that. It shows how um, people place bets or do stock markets. This is where the realisation comes that um, you buy stocks, you actually own part of a company. That's what you're buying. When yes. you buy a stock, you're buying a share of the company. He didn't realise. Dick didn't realise this. I wonder if that will play in to a scene coming up. What happens before that scene? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting me up with that. That's an excellent segue. Before that scene, we have another scene, which has a um, it has a planet, a couple of planets, um, colourful kind of images. There's um, what I assume to be a, maybe a jazz hit or a bit of a surf rock flourish going on. So next we have um, Harry and Sally. Are, I think they're in a garden or, you know, just kind of stood outside and they're talking. They're having a bit of a heart-to-heart. And uh, Sally says she, she feels a bit threatened by this Janice, feels powerless. This is where they're kind of talking at cross-purposes. So she's saying how much she doesn't like Janice. Harry's saying how much he does like her. He says, she's the voodoo lady, which I'm hoping is a, is a reference to the song from the League of Gentlemen. I hope so as well. By, by Creme Brulee. The Black Magic Child. Yeah. Voodoo lady. <laughs> um, whatever happened to that show? That was, that was a great one. Sally decides at this point that she needs to destroy Janice. Yeah, she needs to destroy China. And then it cuts to colourful planets. Um, yes, is there some sort of music? <laughs> yes, there's a, there's may, maybe a jazz hit, maybe some, you know, kind of 
surf rock flourish going on. <laughs> and then it goes into the next scene. Now this... This was great. This was this, bloody brilliant. Yeah, this, t- <laughs> this actually turned it round for me, to be honest. This scene, I thought, was fucking brilliant. Yes. Really enjoyed it. So, Tommy and Dick, you, you see them, they're, they're in a lift. In very smart suits. Yeah, they're, they're dressed as executives, they're in suits, and they go into Eversol's building. They um, start firing people, they start... Uh, <laughs> Kind of complaining that there's too much art, it needs removing. Yeah, sell, sell, sell. There's a group of three people drinking coffee, said that there should be one cup per group. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's, he starts, um, he's walking alongside the, um, what is it, the VP of marketing or something like that, and he goes, let's walk and talk. <laughs> and then he starts going, do you like your job and all this? Oh, yes, the hours are good. There's excellent job. <laughs> right. right, you're working weekends. We're removing childcare and you're fired. <laughs> so, yeah, so then, then, then at this point they um, they burst into the boardroom, start complaining about how um, long and expensive the boardroom table must have been. <laughs> and then they go, oh, you know, we own this company. <laughs> and then a bloke called Mr. Eversol. Yeah, <laughs> that's his name. Deal with it, Colin. It's not, it's not just a random business name. The guy, it's a family business. <laughs> The guy's called Mr. Eversol. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Eversol, he calls security. After Dick makes a speech about how they're the, the humble stockholder, but also the mighty stockholder. Yeah. We are gods. We are not your boss. We are gods. It was it was great. That that scene <laughs> that scene was, was comic gold. It really was. <laughs> it was. It was it was fantastic. And then just like that, it cuts to um, kind of, I suppose, what you, what you describe as like graphics of um, yeah, planets was... in space. Um, maybe a kind of pinball thing going on or some, some music. Some I'm not music. sure how to describe it. Well, I'd say it was either like a kind of jazz flourish, maybe a jazz hit. or a, With a surfer hit. Maybe a surf rock hit or a you know surf rock flourish kind of thing. And then we get back to the gym. Sally basically, she, she she's up, there with her nipples. Yeah, she she is, and she's basically acting like a dick. Mm. She just goes in and starts on Janice, and go and, and shouts really loud in her face, "Prepare to die!" And this is this is where um, I think this might be China acting. I think this might be for the first time as well. We've seen uh, since we've started doing these podcasts a wrestler doing a char- bit of character acting. Yeah, she starts to cry. Yes. She starts, you know. She is that lovely. It's not a swerve or anything. Yeah, she's she. Yeah, because I thought she was going to cry and then she'd like, you know, give her a hug to comfort her and then throw her, you know, give her a suplex or something. No, she's genuine, she's the sort of person tears. who she's been the victim of bullying all her life because of her size and toughness. Mm. People always picking fights with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she can look after herself, but she would rather it's not that way. Yeah, but you know, and and she goes, she she comes out with a line. I'm a woman. And I'm soft inside. <laughs> now, from what I hear, you can actually find this out for uh, about $10,000 a night. She's, uh, do you know what I mean? You can find out how soft her insides uh, are. I don't want to think about <laughs> for it. For money. She, she's apparently... Are we going to put a link to this on the website? Onto what? Her escort <laughs> site? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> That's okay, not. good. So, yeah. So, that they, they kind of have a bit of a moment. They, they hug each other. Sally breaks down and cries. All is well. Comes to a realisation. They're having a hug. At the end of the scene, while they're hugging, China says to Sally, you're trying to flip me, aren't you? 
And Sally crying says yes, and she just says, it's not going to happen. And they carry on hugging. It was lovely. The tender moment. And then we get a cut to kind of computer-generated planets. Yeah, there's some music as well. It's like a <laughs> surf music yeah, a bit, of some bit sort. Yeah, a bit of surf rock, a bit of a jazz hit maybe. Yeah. And then it cuts to Dick. He's standing on the edge of something. I think it says, um, because they live in suburban America, classic suburbia in these things, it's always wooden houses with lots of trees. Yeah, white picket fence. White picket fence, all that sort of thing. And he's standing on the edge of a roof box or something like that. And he's threatening to jump. He's, he's, uh, lost, you know, he's lost all his money in the stock market. And he's got. He admits to um, Mary that they're not really going to Cancun. You know, he's he's going on about the the roller coaster of the uh, stock market, clashing with the roller coaster of his emotions. You know, the more he's kind of saying this, the more Mary's getting pissed off with him. She's just saying, "Jump, yeah, jump, just jump," and then, <laughs> and then she ends up pushing him anyway. Horrible woman. Yeah, and he, he goes out with her. I, I don't know if, it, if, if that was my... Uh, That's domestic abuse. It is. You know, it doesn't he, just happen to women, it happens to men yeah, as well. He was his most vulnerable. You know, he said that he's, he's he went on this kind of emotional... He confessed everything. Yeah. And what did she do? She, she tried to end his life. What a horrible, horrible creature. Mm. We cut to these computer-generated planets and... They're kind of bouncing around, I think. I can't remember exactly what... I think it's a bit like a game of billiards or something. Yeah, it's something like that. And um, you, you get the... I think it's like a jazz hit and a bit of like a flourish of surf music mm. going on. Yeah. Um, and it cuts back to the gym. And um, China's... I don't know, She she's kind of wearing kind of a bit... I, I would describe them as slutty clothes, slutty gym wear. Um, she's wearing a shirt that is is basically a little cropped shirt tied in a knot around her big fake boobs. I thought they were her big hard real pectorals <laughs> at this point in her career. No, she 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 definitely had a boob job at this point because I seem to remember. I think it was in probably early nineteen ninety eight with DX and um, you know. Oh yeah, when she had this that jaw thing going on as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, she she had a lot of plastic surgery anyway around that point. So I think this was from 1999. Anyway, Harry, remember that annoying one? No. Nope. I've um, repressed it. Think again. He turns up and they start having a wrestle. Yes, it's the only bit of wrestling we see in the show where China gives him a very bad drop toe hold. And uh, he, he ends up on his back on the mat on the floor. And then it cuts to... Um, I suppose what you call kind of computer-generated planets bouncing round, maybe. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a kind of flourish of, uh, you know, a bit of a jazz hit and, uh, you know, maybe a bit of surf rock going on. You know, it, interchangeable, basically. And then we're at the end of the episode. And it, it's this point, I like this in, in American sitcoms, it's the point where... Everyone sits sits round and, and uh, discusses what they've learnt. Yes, well, they. I think they should do that in more comedies. Yeah. So Sally's learnt. What did she learn? That she can be vulnerable, but still have her edge. Oh, and at some point, um, Harry gets hurt. So there's that as well. I think he, as he's walking home, he gets landed on by Dick. Yeah. We find out. He's not injured from the wrestling. It's just because Dick falls on him. Because yeah. I think he, I think he might have got somewhere with China, possibly. But that was. Um, it's all that money you made in the stock market. It is. What did you make of the episode? Uh, it was better than I expected it to be. But my God, 
any scene that had Harry in it. <laughs> He's just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, China's acting. I, I was actually, um, you know, I thought China did all I right. I thought she was fine. Yeah. No complaints. I thought I thought her acting was, was pretty convincing well, given the context. Well, what I liked about it as well is um, there was no... The wrestler in her didn't come out. It was just, um, I'm going to be pretty wooden actor, cry a bit, not be the tough girl. Apart from when she arm wrestled and gave someone a drop toe hold. But that was more physical. I'm talking about the acting. Yeah. The scene in the office was just brilliant. No, that, 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 that was great. That made it into a good show. Yeah. I won't go out and watch another episode of Third Rock from the Sun now. No. It just wasn't very good. Maybe that um that scene with the business thing was you know, that's kind of what it what it was like in the first couple <laughs> of series. It was that good. I mean the episode itself was good, but there's nothing there. There's no carrot that's dangled for me to grab to watch any more episodes. It just didn't do it for me at all. I want you to imagine some kind of computer-generated planets. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe a jazz hit or a surf rock flourish. Mm. And then you can check out the website, whenwrestlersact.com. We've got the Twitter, at WWA Podcast. got the Facebook, WWA Podcast. got the iTunes and the Audio Boom. No, it's it's Audio Boom now. It's, Ooh, it's, it's is actually... that because Audio Boom sounds like it's for five-year-olds? Yeah, I think that's what it is. So so it's Audio Boom now. Um, but I think the old Audio Boom link still work, hopefully. And I'm surprised if it didn't. There's also a WordPress.com slash WWA podcast. So, you know, it's there's all over Facebook the place. Facebook as well. There is a Facebook, which I mentioned, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, um, we tweet... Harass wrestlers and uh, try and get them to name their favourite Hulk Hogan movie. What's the best one we've had so far? Um, I don't know. Cole Bennett's responded. He he said he's, uh, you know, he likes a bit of, what was it, Ready to Rumble. Mm. So Cole Val said she likes Ready to Rumble, I think it was as well. Well, if So Cole Val suggests yeah. it, I mean, she's just lovely. Yeah, Cole, Cole Bennett suggested for our um, Halloween episode we watch. Pro wrestlers versus zombies, which could be <laughs> the greatest film ever made, or or, or fine. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back in a fortnight. Cheerio. Bye.